Welcome to Bladder Buzz, the podcast where doctors, researchers, and consumers discuss bladder health and function for those with neurogenic bladder. On today's episode, we welcome Dr. Mandy Rounds and guest lecturer Cody Unzer to discuss intimacy after paralysis. And now, Bladder Buzz. Again, listeners, I'm Dr. Mandy Rounds, a research scientist at MedStar National Rehabilitation Hospital and MedStar Health Research Institute. Our previous podcast focused on women's health with my co-star, Cody Unzer, who's paralyzed from transverse myelitis and a leading advocate for people with disabilities. This podcast will be focused specifically on sex after paralysis. Thanks again for joining me, Cody. I'm so happy to be here. And yes, who doesn't love sex, right? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I know, I know people definitely are hesitant about talking about sex, um, but I think it's an extremely important aspect of women's health. And I know you agree on that. Oh, for sure. Yes. It it, it doesn't get talked about enough, uh, especially in the realm of women with disabilities and, and men too. Like, you know, when somebody gets injured, or, you know, gets diagnosed with a paralyzing condition. I mean, your whole world stops. And this includes, you know, sex and relationships and intimacy. There's so much questions and doubt and fear and anxiety. And, you know, your your body just literally just stops working. And just navigating that has been, um, for me personally, just a crazy unique experience. And I think for a lot of people too, it, it's something that's intimate. And, and definitely should get talked about more often. Yeah. And I mean, that's how you started your article. Wheelchair Barbie goes to the gynecologist with an experience you had during sex. Do you want to tell our <laughs> listeners about that? Of course. Why not? So so the main motivator and drive for me to write Wheelchair Barbie goes to the gynecologist was really to explain the barriers that face women with disabilities in terms of their sexual and reproductive health. And, you know, I, I love to write and I was sitting there thinking, okay, how can I captivate people with disabilities and without disabilities? And so my first line, I believe it was like, you know, the first time I ever peed on a guy during sex was the most embarrassing and overwhelming experience I ever got, I went through or something to that effect. But so, yeah, so I, I think, you know, I became paralyzed when I was 12. So, um, my sexual experiences came afterwards. Um, and I, I, my first boyfriend was around when I was like 16, 17. And I mean, during that time, like, you know, my friends were, you know, they were getting boyfriends really easily, you know, and here I am, you know, paralyzed, having to deal with bladder and bowel problems. I would have accidents like at sleepovers. And if I went to the movie theater with my friends, so I knew I had more involved with my body than my friends did. And how was I going to navigate this? How was I going to deal with it? And I never thought, you know, I was like, I remember crying to my mom a lot about, you know, no one's ever going to love me. Like, I'm not beautiful like my friends are. And I can't walk and shake my ass at a, you know, on the dance floor. And, you know, you're just trying to figure life out. And it's really hard and difficult. But for everyone else, like everybody has their own experience and story of paralysis or disability. So, but it, you know, it's one thing that I definitely do say is that, you know, disability is a a very unique experience. 
and be proud of that. Like make sure, you know, in order to live a full life, you do have to accept the way you are. And it, that is challenging and it comes over time, but it does include sex. And, and my major two issues are, you know, bladder and bowel dysfunction and getting too excited in the moment. And my bladder will, you know, kind of release on its own. And it's embarrassing because, you know, the, the person I'm with, the person I'm having sex with isn't expecting that. Right. So it's a very interesting and intimate topic. And, you know, and it's a big issue and it's, it puts people into like depression and they don't even want to date. They don't even want to even go there, you know, because it's embarrassing for them to even have a bladder or bowel accident on themselves. But when you're with somebody in an intimate romantic moment, you don't want that to happen. So a lot of people just don't even bother with it. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah. So when you talk about your bladder and bowel, I know you have some strategies. Was that something that anyone else taught you or did you have to figure this out on your own? (laughs) Well, when I first became paralyzed, first of all, I didn't want to, I didn't want anything to do with other people with disabilities, other people in chairs. I didn't want to be, you know, considered part of that club or I just didn't want to, I knew how I looked at people with disabilities before I became paralyzed. And there's a lot of, you know, fear and, you know, why did they, why are they sick? You know, everybody thinks that we're sick um, or you're contagious. You can catch it. <laughs> so I, I, when I first became paralyzed, I literally just wanted to shut out the entire world. And that included getting to know other people like me um, who are paralyzed or who had a diagnosis of transverse myelitis, but really like starting the Cody Unsa First Step Foundation and being able to um, reach out and hear other people, you know, I'm not alone. Like that feeling is so huge for people. And so once I started talking and going out more and actually, you know, meeting my friends for, you know, we would go to the movies. I, I do remember my mom had to intervene and call my friend's parents and be like, well, my daughter is so depressed. She doesn't know what to do with herself. She's afraid of, you know, bladder and bowel accidents and just, just not knowing if I'm going to be okay. You know, when you go, when you go out into society, you know, a lot of people with disabilities, we have to plan things, you know, is the restaurant accessible? Is, you know, the, the theme park accessible? So there's a lot of planning that goes into it. When you're into getting into a relationship with somebody, it's the same thing. You have to sit there and plan how am I going to react um, if I have a bladder or bowel accident um, around this person, not even during sex, but even just sitting there watching a movie together and it happens. How do I figure this out? So once I started coming out of my shell a little bit and really just kind of owning and accepting my situation, I couldn't get enough of information. I had so many questions to ask, you know, other women with disabilities, you know, can you feel down there? Um, And I was, you know, 13, 14, 15, um, asking these kind of questions, but it's so important to ask other people who have been there before, because you do get tips and, you know, other people make you feel better about where you're at. So um, I do remember talking to a woman, she she had been paralyzed for years. And she just said, Cody, just make sure you pee first. <laughs> make sure you cast first. And that's kind of the, the preparation that I was sort of talking about is making sure, you know, your bowel program is, you know, on point and make sure you cast first. 
it kind of, you know, it does take the spontaneity out of romantic moments because you're getting hot and heavy with somebody and then you're like, wait, hold up. (laughs) Uh, I gotta go pee. But I mean, it's, we kind of do that anyways, when it comes to, you know, condoms, like up, stop, wait, you know, Uh, Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's, it's not something new. Like we have to pause and wait and stop the romantic heatness for a second, but it's, you know, definitely listening to other women, you know, and their stories and tips definitely calmed my anxiety down. But I I'll tell you, like I'm, I'm 33 years old now. I still get embarrassed. That feeling never really goes away. Like you do feel like you're more able to deal with the situation when it happens. You know, when my bladder releases during sex, that's not as as embarrassing as actually having a bowel movement during sex. Um, That's even worse. Like I've I've kicked guys out of my place because it's a nightmare. (laughs) That's really embarrassing, but it never really goes away. You just you figure out how to deal with it. I get over it quicker. And yeah, you do kind of have to be picky with the people you choose to be intimate with because not everybody's down with that. Not everybody's going to understand that. So you just got to, you know, it's trial and error, really. You know, when when you're dating, it's an interesting topic for sure, but it's definitely unique to everybody, you know. Since you became paralyzed before you were sexually active, what did your sex education look like for you? <laughs> That's a great question, too. So I, so I became paralyzed when I was 12. So when I... I was in the hospital here in Albuquerque for a good, I think, two to three months before I went to rehab to learn how to live my life in a wheelchair. And so after after being in the hospital for a little bit here in Albuquerque, I went to Barrows Neurological Institute in Phoenix for my rehabilitation. And I um, was super fortunate. I had great physical and occupational therapists that worked with me, great nurses. Plus, I was in an uh, adult rehab and I was a kid, so everybody loved me (laughs) and spoiled me. But those were the true, raw, crazy days of learning your own body's limitations from physical therapy, you know, getting transferring in and out of your wheelchair, stacking, you know, cones on a mat like you feel like an infant. You feel so degraded and kind of tough for anybody to go through. And I do remember learning how to calf myself during my rehab days. And I had this great nurse named Carol. Um, She was a spitfire. She was awesome. Amazing. I do remember when I first got there and learning just how to calf myself, I, I didn't have as much feeling down there as I do today. So I had to use a mirror. You know, here I am, 12 years old, looking at my vagina and, you know, all it, all of its beautiful parts. Um, but who does that at 12 years old? And I had nurses. I just remember I had nurses around me, um, therapists, you know, just trying to teach me how to be sterile with my, you know, catheter process. And I was like, oh, there's two holes down there. You know, who knew? And, you know, you're realizing the situation you're in. But I do remember getting easily frustrated because... I'm the one that's paralyzed. I'm the one that's trying to, you know, this is my body. And I do remember getting frustrated easily because, you know, I had other people around me shouting, no, no, Cody, it's, it's over there. It's to the left. No, see, you know, look in the mirror cl- closer. So, but I do remember Carol being, you know, awesome. She threw this 
model, this vagina model at me um, to really kind of understand, you know, what your body is and how it works. And my older brother, Al, he was, he was 14 or 16, I think 15, 16. um, And he visited me in rehab. So he's a teenager, right? And he comes in and I remember throwing the model at him of a vagina and be like, all right, you teach me sex ed, Al. Like, you know, I know more about my body and the woman's body than you do. And um, so, you know, I think sexual education, it's really for people with disabilities and women. We definitely have to know and explore our bodies more so than other women do. I, you know, think that's a beautiful and proud thing. And that's kind of, you know, my first sexual education experience. And it just kind of expanded from there. I mean, getting to know your body is a really big part of it. What you're open to, what you're not open to. And the fact that, you know, if you have a a paralyzed body, there's more to deal with. But that's a beautiful thing. That's something that, you know, is unique and should be treasured. Yeah. So to end with, I know you talked about you should cast before sexual activity, but are there any other tips or suggestions for people that might be newly injured on what they should do? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, giving advice or, or tips, you know, kind of, like I said, it's knowing your own body and exploring your own body is something that I think is highly important, but also it's, it's trial and error because you can control how you feel about things. You know, if you're, if you have a bowel or bladder accident, but you can't control how other people feel or think about it. So like that, and that includes your family, your friends, but also it gets a little more interesting and overwhelming when it comes to an intimate partner. So from sometimes I have told the guy before, you know, all right, I'm paralyzed. (laughs) I have bladder and bowel problems sometimes, and this can happen, you know, when we're getting hot and heavy on the bed. And then other times, like, I'm just like, you know what, I kind of want to see how he's going to react and not say anything. (laughs) But really, I think, you know, the main tip is really just kind of be open. The more open you are, I think really does, you know, make a difference in your sex and relationship life. But, you know, sex and relationships are completely different. You know, if you want to, if you want to build something that's deep and intimate with somebody that develops into a relationship then all these kind of issues kind of melt and fade away on its own. But when it comes to, you know, sex, there's, there's definitely a more mechanical way that, you know, people with disabilities have to think about it. Um, My leg spasm, you know, during sex, you know, and guys love it, (laughs) but it's all these issues really do sort of affect you. I mean, the more open you can be about yourself and be okay with the embarrassing moments, like let it happen. I mean, Laughter is huge, you know, having humor, laugh about it. I've had many experiences of having a bowel accident, but some of it got on the floor and the guy, you know, I was searching for it to take it to the toilet. I'm cleaning up and he was like, oh no, it's, it's on the other side of the bed. And so those moments, you just kind of have to laugh and you have to be with somebody that's willing to kind of find the humor in it all because we all have bodies that, you know, do this for people with disabilities. It's a little more limited and there's more challenges, but I think it's a beautiful and sexy thing. Yeah. I mean, just to be open for the person with a disability or without a disability, I think is huge in the, in the sex world. So this has been awesome, Cody. Thank you so much for your insight and perspective on sex and sex with paralysis. Is there any other comments you'd like to make? 
I think, you know, just keep rocking it with your bodies and having fun and don't let the small things really affect you because <laughs> I know it can. I really, I've been there. I know it can. Like you feel that life is over. Nobody's going to love you if you're peeing and shitting on the bed. So I, I know that feeling. I get it. But there's people out there, you know, that are willing to get to know you as a person and don't give up on that. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you so much, Cody. And I'm sure we'll be chatting soon. Bladder Buzz is presented by the Rehabilitation Research and Training Center on Neurogenic Lower Urinary Tract Dysfunction. The information presented in this podcast does not express the views of the individual's employer or affiliated institutions. The content is for informational and reference purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, or as the sole source of guidance for decision-making. We advise you to always consult with a physician before making any healthcare decisions or for guidance about a specific medical condition. Thanks for listening. Come back soon.